0: This
1: is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed.
0: Glory to God. Yeah, what a wonderful evening. Let's read God's Word together. Thank you, choir. Amen. (laughs) let's turn our bibles to the book of second corinthians chapter 12 and i want us to read together second corinthians 12 praise god it is not expedient for me doubtless to glory i will come to visions and revelations of the lord so there are visions and revelations of the lord hallelujah Verse two I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Whether in the body I cannot fail, whether out of body I cannot tell, God know it. Such a one caught up to the third heaven. So there is the third heaven. And if there is the third heaven, you don't call third if there is no first and second. So there is the first heaven. There is the second heaven. And there is a third heaven. Okay? Verse 3. I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Verse 4. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. When we get to heaven, we are going to ask Paul, what exactly did he hear that he called unspeakable words? (laughs) <laughs> Verse five. Of such one I will glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. Verse six. For though no I desire to be to glory, I shall not be a fool. Verse seven. Lest I should be exalted above measure. Through the abundance of revelations There was given to me A thorn in the flesh The messenger of Satan To buffet me lest I should be exalted Above measure Verse 8 For this Thing Again it didn't say what the thing Was I besought the Lord Three eyes, that three times That he might depart from me Definitely something negative. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hallelujah. This is a very loaded passage of the Bible that we begin to take a little look into. My grace is sufficient. Can I have your seat? God bless you. So Paul said that I will go to visions and revelations. So in Christianity, you have foundation. You have doctrines. You have many things. Instructions discipline hierarchies but you also have visions and revelations wow amen so apostle paul said i will go to visions and revelations and he decided to tell one he said 14 years before then somebody was caught up to thought heaven of course he didn't want to say himself and some say it wasn't one, But definitely he was talking about himself Then he said that the apostle was caught up Whether it happened physically Or spiritually I don't know In other words I found myself on the streets of heaven Now I cannot tell Whether I was there physically Or it was a spiritual vision That was what Paul was saying Because in the visions and revelations of God there are many aspects of it. When Peter saw he fell into what you call a trance. One of the visions and revelations of God. As he was praying on the house top the Bible said like a sheet came down. Like you are looking at a projector or a screen. And he saw he saw all kinds of unclean animals, and he heard a voice saying, "Peter, rise, kill and eat." That's a vision and revelation that we call trance. But that wasn't the one that happened to Paul. So if you read Ezekiel, Ezekiel, uh, chapter one, he sat with the other guys by a river called River Keba. And all of a sudden, he saw the glory unfolding. He saw like a cloud. And he saw like four living creatures. And he looked again, so there was a throne inside. Now the rest of the men that were around Ezekiel did not see what he saw. He sat down there. So, now, in the vision that Ezekiel saw in Ezekiel 1, the glory of the Lord came down. And he saw what ordinary man could not see. But it was the Lord that came down. So he saw the four living creatures that John saw. But he saw them on earth. Now in Revelation chapter 1. And in Revelation chapter 4 precisely. Chapter 4 the Bible said that. And I heard a voice saying come up either. So in the case of John. Heaven did not come down to show him things. John was pulled up. Did you get that? So in the visions of God, the Lord can come down to your room and unveil something to you. And in another part of a vision, the Lord can take you from your room and take you to an unknown place. So Paul was saying that. Now, when it is an open vision, and that was what happened to Ezekiel, You will be there life and direct. A trance you only see. Only your vision is affected. A trance looks like you are watching TV and the Holy Spirit or an angel is showing you an event like you are watching a screen. So even when Peter saw it it was like a screen and it was pulled up when the vision was true. But in an open vision, it's not, you are not watching anything, you are part of the whole thing. Did you get that? So, in the book of Revelation, John saw everything was at the throne. And he saw those four living creatures he saw them probably what isaiah saw in chapter 6 must have been an open vision also he said in the year that king Uzziah died i saw the lord and he said i am lifted and his train filled the temple and he said the living creature was saying only only is the lord my almighty and he said i said woe unto me i'm undone and one of them flew and touched his tongue so it was dearly literally Now, Paul was describing a vision that he saw here. And he said that sincerely, I don't know whether I was pulled up or he came. I just saw that I left. Now, he said, I'm not sure. Did I leave my body and my spirit was the one roaming about heaven or seeing things? Or did God really pull me out of this realm and took me to another realm? Both can happen. One is uh, anyone can happen. Now Paul said that I cannot tell. He said but one thing is certain. I was there or that man was there. And he had unspeakable words. Now he said that when you have that kind of experience. There is a dimension that you operate. That can be dangerous. He says so with this kind of revelation. It is very easy to be exalted above measure. You will pray as if you are not a normal man. Your eyes have seen the king. He said, God saw if that there is a probability or a possibility that I will be exalted and might be worshipped by men. So, a thorn in the flesh. He said, a messenger of Satan. Now, that thorn in the flesh sounded, when I first read it, or it sounds anytime you read it, like something physical. Theologians have argued till eternity on this matter. Some said that Paul had an impaired vision and they took that because he said to a particular church that if it were possible you would have plucked your eyes to give me. Because he was saying you guys love me so much that you could have given me your eyes. Now that was a popular figurative speech in those days or way of speaking. So it didn't exactly mean that something was wrong with his eyes. And if there were, we don't know until we see Paul in heaven, and he will tell us by himself. <laughs> but whatever the tone in the flesh was, it was something very terrible, something uncomfortable, something unbearable, something bad. And he said that three times. I went to God in prayer, take this thing away. And God said no my grace is sufficient for you my power is made manifest in your weakness you see this weakness we are talking about this is talking like God saying I can take it away but I can also let it be there. and in spite of being there, it will not limit you in any way you you get that? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. How do I explain this? Lord, I cannot speak like an American. But you have sent me to America. Change my accent. It's a weakness here. When I start talking, I sound like a man from umuaya I sound like a man from Abu Legba. And God said, It is true. Oh Lord, I stammer like Moses. Uh, 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 Glory. Lord, if you perfect my speech, I will bless more lives and speak more for you. And God says, No, I can perfect your speech. But I can also, in spite of that speech, you are speaking more to more Americans than the orators of your time, than even fellow Americans. So, Americans are listening to you more than they listen to an American preacher, in spite of your accents. It is called grace. Did you get what I've just said? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have found that money is not the only currency you can spend. You can spend grace. Lord, bless me, bless me, so that I can marry. Let's say caller is praying that prayer, so I can buy a car and impress peace. Ah, okay. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> If you don't get it, (laughs) the quiet people, they
0: understand. (laughs) And God says, No. With the car you have, with how you are, you will marry her and it will (laughs) be glorious. did you get what I've just said. I said that to say, maybe we'll continue from here on Sunday. Grace. Grace. My grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I want us to read verse 8.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And God
0: is able to make all grace abound towards you. Yeah. God is able. Ah, when I want to pray, I like pushing this kind of scriptures to God. God is able. On his part, he is more than capable. The Bible says to make all grace. Because there are different types of graces. Hallelujah. When it happens that you always having sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Once something is good, you are not lacking in it. The Bible says God is able. Money can give you all good things. It can give you so many or some good things. But the Bible says that there's something that is called all grace. It can make it abound towards you. All of a sudden. So on Sunday we wanted to read Gideon and we didn't get to read so Jacob appeared to Gideon in Judges chapter 6. And he said, you mighty man of valor. How are you? <laughs> and Gideon said, is this guy drunk or what? <laughs> I'm a mighty man of valor. He said, look, I've been thinking about something. I'm about to give up on God. He said, our fathers told us a lot of miracles. We are all those miracles. And he went on, and he went on, and he went on, and he went on. Sometimes when a man is blabbing, God allows them to just go on. But the angel did not interrupt him. One of them, one of the longest blabbers in the Bible, that was uh, Obadiah. The personal assistant PA or chief of staff to King Ahab. Elijah appeared to him and said, go and tell your master Elijah is here. And Obadiah started a story. Long enough to write a book. He said that they, uh, he said, what is my sin? <laughs> Why do you want your God to kill me? Because they had look for Elijah everywhere. And he was, so he started saying, I see, when I go to tell Oga now, and he said, Oga oh, is just out there. When I go to tell I will come back here. The only thing that carried hey, you away. And your guy will take I am play. And in those days, the kings had absolute power. Just behead me. He said, "Or oh, didn't they tell you that when he was killing prophets, I was the one that hid 50 prophets. I put them in cave. I gave them bread and water, pure water. And he went on and on. Your servant feared the Lord. There's no nation will not look for you. In fact, my God will make a covenant with that nation. They will say, that, say, if we see Elijah, Elijah kill us. Okay, it's not here, it's not here. He says, and he went on. When it was true, Elijah said, go and tell your master. Elijah is here, and I'm not running away. <laughs> then he said, oh, you are serious? I said, I'm serious. Then he went. So Gideon started talking. Our fathers enjoyed great victory. Where is God now? What is going on? And the angel just responded. I see we didn't hear all the complaints. Can you give us Judges chapter 6? He said, go in this your strength and save Israel from Midianites. (laughs) I see the second was bigger than the first one. You know, the Bible says, God does not see as man sees. Man looks at outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. If you don't start living by grace, and I I'm might press a little further on Sunday, many of the great things that the Lord will do through you, you will check yourself out of them, because you are looking at outward appearance. I have found out. The easiest way to walk away from any past is not to look at them. I sat down with one of the leaders recently. I can't mention it because we are here live, and then of course I said I won't mention it except it's something very positive. And we saw if you know how many people whose books you read all over the world, I'm talking about eminent Christians that all you know about them now happen only after their second, in some cases, third marriage. You would have thought that God wouldn't use mightily. It is you thinking so. God doesn't think so. Hmm. Any vessel that is given to the hands of the master, it can fashion into something unusual. I'm not saying divorce is good. I'm saying that God is not so concerned about the past as people think he is. And he wants his people to think like that because that is the way to rise out of ashes. He told them, repeated in the book of Isaiah, remember not the former things. It's like a sin in God to remember the former things. So people look at Limitations. And God does not want you to look at any limitation. When God tells people to do things, the first thing many of them consider is what they have and who they have. Never consider those two things when you are doing something for God. You must not consider who you are and what you have. You must consider who He is and what He can do. Are you getting what I'm saying? I Told the leader something. We're talking. There was this guy that God told that he should start centers all across America in rural areas, a lot of places. He said, Preach the gospel, then feed the people. And that was going to go up hundreds of millions of dollars. And for years, he was doing work in the office, not a and he refused to do anything about it. His life started dwindling down. When you are in an arena where you should not be, you open the door for Satan after a while after a while ah, before i complete so i don't know why the lord is making me to say this about some weeks ago not because we fasted especially or prayed a strong a stronger spirit of grace descended on this assembly and i'm telling you all who are truly connected you will feel it in every part of your life these are the days when we speak from the pulpit. Follow what we do. Because the Lord is making for himself a people. Let me say this and I don't say in a, a terrible manner. We don't make ourselves special anything beyond anybody. Churches all over the nation who are built on the truth of the word of God. They will face challenges. But they will stand. Churches who are built on something is just a matter of time. Change of guards is happening. It will happen to church. It will happen in the nation. It will, a lot of things will happen between now and midnight that will shock many people. I speak a little in Paris. But whatever you have seen so far, you haven't seen anything. God will move. Are you getting what I'm saying? And is calling saints to rise. That was why I spoke on Sunday that every Christian must have a ministry. Now when we come to church on Wednesday and on Sunday is to worship and thank God for what we have done for him all through the week. With some other Christians. Seven other Christians, eight other Christians. Oh, we are the ones visiting people. Us. We are the ones feeding people. We are the ones reaching out to our one. There should be, every Christian should be on an assignment. That is what we give an account. That just came from my spirit to everybody. And this is dimension, I will continue from where I stop on Sunday. Even people abroad were sending messages after service on Sunday. Because God wants to step put everybody where we are the salt of the heart, not the salt of the church. Light of the world. If you are not shining out there, you are not shining anywhere. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, when, because churches haven't understood this, it's been the reason why people feel that the only way to do something right for God is to go and start the church. It is hard for me to say, but they will say, but you are a pastor. Thank God, number one, for two things. We did not get out of any church to start here. I was serving in Kaduna when the Lord told me. So I did not join any church in Lagos to now pull out poor people. I'm not saying God doesn't stand a church; He does. Anyone who tells me, somebody came to see me today in a particular region, uh, he's a member of this church, but he's about to start church somewhere. And I gave all my support prayer and I told him, I'm going to come there. So we are not, we don't but I don't do all that. You know me by now. But I'm, I, I just look around and you see, it's got a lot of people think that when they want to do something, they have to know. Somebody can be a quiet usher on Sunday, yet on Friday nights, his crusade, they are bigger than the old church put together. And this is what Jesus is waiting for. Yeah. A man and his wife, they are into marriage counseling. They do marriage seminar, they have 10,000 people. Yet they are just hundred people in their church. And they are just members of the church. When that Christianity goes to another level, are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I was sharing a story before then. The man continued and everything was going down. And then one day in the place of prayer, jesus appeared to him and said that i told you some years back to help me feed many construct houses for them and help them and send men across america pay the bills send them and he said lord i have no money and i don't have anybody to send and the lord stood before him and said but i have money and i have people and you did not ask me He Decided to share this by the time he was sharing the story, I think he must have sent over 2,000 men to a place across America paying their bills. So he was telling the whole body of Christ how it happened. He said, From that, his eyes opened. That he was looking at what he had. He said, I'm just one man. I do, how can I have 1,000 to send that? And even if I, if I call 1,000, where will I have money to give them? And Jesus said, You did have men, you did have money, so you did not do. He said, But I have men and I have resources, but you did not ask me. There was a time I was listening to bragbele When they started in Boko and they were about 15, that was what the Lord started saying to them. Nations will come here to Boko. Nations. And the Lord told them to live, said they constructed one tent like that. He was so happy with the tent. He, would grab me. he said he will go outside. So us, i will be looking at the tents. I say, Oh, Father, thank you. And the Lord said that, Son, this is too so small for what I want to do. The day he was given that message, he said, How many of you are from outside Nigeria? Yeah, I think there were over 10,000 people that came from outside. Maybe over, over, let's say over 1,000. came from outside Nigeria, including Mexico, America, and everywhere, to Boko. In the place of prayer, we need to ask God to help us re- shape our vision.
1: I have taken you too small in my heart. Too many times, the
0: limitation comes from us; none is coming from God. Because of two considerations: Who am I? Who am I? What do I have? And the Lord does not need any of the truth. The woman, by the way, met Jesus, and in one day, Jesus turned a woman that had married five times to an evangelist. She turned the whole city to Christ. Not even Peter could do that. The rule of the game is surrender. Many people come to church. Our hardness of heart. Hardness of heart does not mean something negative that you are a hard person. It means a heart that bounces off the word of God. As you come and the word is coming, you consider again who you are and what you have. And if it doesn't look like what they are saying, you let it bounce off. That's the way a lot of Christians live.
1: Hallelujah. If the Lord begins to tell you that you are
0: going to feed millions, are you ready? All he wants is somebody to say, yes, Lord. Then begin to depend on grace. In 2 Peter 3, the Bible says, grow in grace. We will talk about that. How exactly do we grow in grace? You'll grow in grace by living by grace. Do you know if, you are, if there's someone you can call? Now, this is, it, has meant, it doesn't mean we don't ask people for help. But there's somebody you can call at times. And you deliberately decide not to call. But call on God instead. I will tell you two things. Calling on God will be slower. Because your flesh can wait. After a while, that thing will come. Because you have used faith, which is based on grace, instead of help of men. When every time you use grace, you grow in grace. So that was why Apostle Paul said that I have not frustrated the grace of God. That what frustrated means I have not set aside. Galatians chapter 2. He said the righteousness comes through the law, Last verse, Christ died in vain. He said I have not set aside. There are many times that we set aside the grace of God. We use other things. Hallelujah. Let all of us begin to live by grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As I, look, I, I don't, I, as I look at everybody, more and more, more and more, there are things the Lord will send us to do. There are things that the Lord will send us to do. I told somebody one time. <laughs> Even if you have been chastised before, you'll be wise. You'll be very, very wise. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There are great things that are ahead of us. As we are seated here, what of if the Lord is saying that this is the assembly through which I want to change the entire nation? don't bring it to your world, just accept what He has said. Hallelujah. In that story I was sharing uh, talking about Brian, I don't listen to the message when said when the Lord challenged about the place being too small and they moved. And they moved again. And he was talking one day. Then some of the members, for the first time, one of them that was a lawyer just said, for the first time I'm seeing that I'm asking God for too small. He said, Pastor, I'm angry. Then he traveled back to his base and he went to pray. And shortly after that, he said the guy brought a huge amount. That The pastor I said, where did you get this from? I know you very well. He said, I just stopped praying small prayers. And he explained. Yeah. I think by that time, some of the major people in the country, it became their lawyer. And 10% of any, property, there are properties you sell, you can go and sleep for the rest of your life. In this legal, there are properties of 12 billion. If you sell as a lawyer and they give you 10%, that's 1.2 billion. You can be living size will be pool every day. And not, not tie again. I mean, just go on vacation forever. <laughs> Are you are you for me? The Bible says in his hands are the deep places of the earth. The secret things belong to God. Is our father, is he, is God, is God stingy? Is he hiding things from people? No. But God is not a man. So he does not operate like a man. What he does is he expects a man to come to his realm. Because that is where the miracles are. It's not going to come down to another. You are the one that will come up to his realm. Did you hear what I've just said now? Hallelujah. Why so people have never prayed for the sick before? They are waiting for a day they do three days dry. Then they want to pray for the sick. I've done three days without food, without water many times. What does he have to you? I'm a living, but I'm telling you that it does not make you more spiritual. Where do people get all these things from? And they can never find a scripture that says, you will not be able to pray for the sick after you have fasted. This sign shall follow them that believe in my name, Mark 16, 17, that's all. The Bible didn't add anything that will come from their parts, because he has finished the work. He already conquered Satan himself. So his disciples won't be a problem. Did you get that? It's not that we don't fast and pray. We should fast. Bible says we should fast. It's one of the compulsory courses in the Bible. But I'm saying that if you start thinking, so you are in the hospital, all of a sudden there is a very sad news or your uncle or something. And your first thought is that you have not prayed for three hours. How can God use you to raise the dead? See, <laughs> so this is why Jesus liked children. Abisha told this story when he was having the old our bishop severe headache and he was in the room. And he called the son. He was playing ball outside. Number one, he was angry at the that the father disturbed his match. He just ran in and said, Satan, leave the head of my dad alone and ran out. He didn't wait for results. And there was something like that went through our bishop and he got up. The boy was more concerned. See, when those things happen, God is trying to let you know something. I will never forget. This one, I'm not saying you should take the other side away, can be. but it's very funny. But the truth, when I was at Benny's meeting two weeks ago, I was now watching on Daystar in America, and he was sharing the same story. When kuma died, a woman or the spirit, Benny only saw her, went for a meeting. They never met on one-on-one. Saw the power of God and miracle, he was crying. God told me he cried almost all night long. And he almost idolized the woman, then the woman died. Then somehow, somehow, they got to Benin that he will be the one that will speak at the funeral. And that was by saying it was just 21. Was by the arrangement, so he was scared. All the top men of going to America were there. And he was wondering, what am I gonna say? And the woman that used to play all girl for Kedukoma okay, and appeared, just said, Come, that we are we're praying and we're led that should be the one speaking. And what she said next shocked Benin. He said, you are speaking for Mrs. Coleman, you are speaking for now tomorrow. He said, come. He told I the God, there were more children. He said, look, don't go and wrap yourself in unbelief by trying to pray so that God can use you. Go and sleep on it. He said, I "Looked at the woman like this. Are you a backslider? You told me I'll be preaching where the old world will be watching tomorrow. He said, I should not go and wrap myself up in unbelief by trying to pray. He said, take a good nap, eat a good food and come and speak tomorrow. He said, "Of course, disobey the woman. He prayed all through. <laughs> and he got to the stage. All the things he prayed and planned to say disappeared. They gave him a key that by the time the choir will sing about the last second time, just come on stage. <laughs> they said it's almost several times. Then the woman came up and said, that Pastor Benny Hill May we welcome up when he's put there again. So Quiet I took it. So if came and said, Are you all right? And he said, When he came and he saw the eyes, he, he said, Quiet, take that some time. <laughs> and me, He said, He just didn't know so. His news were buckled. He when Buckley said, Lord, he just said, Lord, help me. Sometimes those simple words can bring greater results than try to pray in tongues for two hours. Because you can be praying in tongues and your heart is still perhaps over the matter. But at times you can sit down with a desperate but sincere cry, Lord help me. And he said, as soon as I said so, there was a, something came on him and the whole Lord changed. And no matter later that I could tell that you came inside in your energy. But I could tell when something else took over you. That was how you were able to minister. Lord help. Sometimes standing before the greatest problem and just saying that Jesus I only depend on you. It's anointing. Because in the first place, more prayers on your part does not add to the power of Jesus. Jesus will never say, now yes, I can do it better now. Pray one more hour and the Muslim will go up. Yes! Step aside. It's not like that. Hallelujah. Many times we are hindering him and hindering him and hindering what he wants to do. And he always wants the glory to go to him. If you have done so much to get it done, sooner or later, you will claim something. Ah, you might just gain it three years after. Ah, that day, we got to that house, we saw that boy, ah, come and see prayer. You will say it. But if you is totally on him, you have nothing to say. Are ah, you getting what I'm saying? That's what the Lord, It just doesn't want us. I spent time praying. Or at times for some meetings, I remember one day when I heard the whisper of the Spirit, go and rest. I was praying about the service. Like then also, I did not listen. I prayed for two more hours. (laughs) But the Lord had mercy on me. Because we always think, I'm not saying we should not pray. In fact, prayer is compulsory. I I pray, I will always pray all my life. But I'm saying that, don't depend on your strength in any way. Yeah. Don't depend even on your Bible. Study the Bible to fellowship with God. Pray to fellowship, but don't depend. Don't say that, Lord, now that I pray for seven hours, then I know your power will move. It will be an energy of the flesh. Lord, you will move because you said you will move. That's all. He is able to live up to his words. Is someone blessed tonight? Yes. Church, the moment we are in calls for, I'm asking everybody. You know, I've been talking lately about the ministry of every Christian. Have an assignment. And don't let it take take you away from church. Have an assignment. But fulfill your role and responsibility in the house of God. Stay with other Christians. I believe that after this service, there are great things that the Lord will be bringing your way that he wants to do through you. Allow him. Allow him. See, the reason why at times the Lord tells us to give what we have to move to the next level at times, It's not because he needs anything from anybody. It's because he wants you to learn to live. Sometimes when your eyes are on something, nowadays I'm I'm careful not to put my eyes on anything. Anything. Yeah. From the time move there, any other thing that church wants to, deliberately at times I go for, I go to inquire about things that I know that the church can never afford at that moment, but grace can afford it. I am going to look at 25 acres and they told me that 7 billion, I told the guy that we are coming. And I always talk as if we will come tomorrow morning. After all, there is no crime in seeing. Him. And I will take them, like, walk around everywhere as though I carry that 6.7 billion with me in my pocket. Because there is a spiritual pocket and it is there. Are you, are you with me? Is someone blessed today? As a seat in your shop, it's a kiosk. What comes to your mind? You can be like David today playing for the sheep, tomorrow playing for the king. That transition will always happen when you release yourself to God. What do you think about what's going on in your life right now? Remember two things that must be out of the equation. Remove yourself and remove what you have. Let's rise.
1: Lord, we promise. The Lord
0: enjoys it so much when you put depend on him. That was what Lawrence Lord and was saying when he came here for the conference. He went to I don't know which of the countries he went to, maybe one of the European countries which, uh, for Bible school, and he saw the way God was using this white mightily, and they could not pray for six hours like himself, and he got angry. You always get angry with God when He's bypassing you. He was angry. One of them gave a prophecy, and he became more angry. How can I mean God? You <laughs> well, you see, it's not by power. It's not by might. Daddy the Adibu, said the same thing when he traveled for Kenecoplan's meeting. I were getting up from wheelchair. When he was a young man and he got angry. He said he was saying that, (laughs) at least one of the messages, that Lord, I will accuse you of raising when I get to Nigeria. And we, we are fasting day and night. I know some of the wives, before the meeting and during the meeting, they will take coffee. Some Nigerians, ah, what is going on here? <laughs> you see, <they laughs> I learned of an African pastor. He went for a conference, national conference, and the whites were there. And they said they were fasting. They were supposed to fast that day till five o'clock. But by nine, ten, they took coffee. And by one, they brought coffee again. And so the pastor said, that, Are we not supposed to be fasting. And then they put sweets on the table. <laughs> so, he said he told him man that I know your problem That your demons here They are nice <laughs> And friendly He said even they have two names He said in Africa Even with dry fasting They are still deaf He said African demons are illiterate And they are stubborn There's no demon Stubborn for Jesus Africans love acrobatics, period. Are you with me? There is a place where you've entered the rest of the Lord. We will never get to a point where the Lord will say we should stop praying and fasting. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We fast and pray. We pray for a nation, we pray, we fast. But I'm saying that it must not be your strength. You must not depend on any other thing other than the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If the Lord tells you to leave your job, will you leave it? Your hope must be built for nothing but grace. Wherever you send me, I will go. Whatever you ask me to do, I will do. Grace. The fact that I know my Redeemer, He will take care of me. He will take care of the situation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just wave your hands and thank Him. Thank Him. We can ask for grace right away. More grace. More grace. Grace to depend on you, to trust you more. Shukalaba. Ask for it. Stronger grace, greater grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
1: Your grace, your grace, shines on me. Shines on me. Shines on me. Your grace. Thank you, Jesus. Turn me, shine on me. Is your Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I
0: ask that you cause us to walk in this truth that we have learned tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Somebody say very loud, Amen. Amen. On Sunday, I will talk more, but see the importance of midweek service. And there are many people. So Sunday, uh, when we
1: pray on Saturday, they are not around. When we get to heaven, at the marriage supper, all saints shall gather. Listen, <laughs> the
0: Bible says we should not forsake the gathering of saints. We have three meetings. Where is this service? Saturday prayer meeting, Sunday service. Not one meeting. Except you live far. Or you walk, you can't make Saturday. That's why we will soon have a few centers, not so many. Island is coming up for Sunday in August. Sorry, Lake side, Maybe Kurodu and one or two other places. I require one other uh, two other places. That, that will be all for now. I'm saying that don't miss prayer meeting don't miss where is the service. What I've shared now, when you watch where you should be somewhere physically, you're already forsaking the grace. Yeah. If there's no physical, there's no way to physically be somewhere, God knows. But if it's a matter of laziness, you know, I don't want to go, then there's no excuse for that. Yeah. When I was very young, I'm still very young. (laughs) the Lord told me that God will not do for man what man can do for himself. He will never help me wear shirts because there's nothing wrong with my hand. So I cannot put my shoe down, stretch myself. Holy Spirit, wear this shoe for me. In that case, I deserve, deserve a knock. Am I your errand boy? What are you saying? That I should wear. But I can wear. But do you know that if you are weak and you cannot stand, where you pray that we can send somebody and then supernaturally can wait for you. There's nothing God cannot do. But if you can do it, you cannot ask him to do it for you. On Sunday I'm going to extend this message of grace and what I want to say on Sunday is that God goes wherever you go. I might be talking about God through man and people need to know what is the meaning of that statement that God made when he came down to Egypt, when he appeared to Moses. He said, I've heard the cry of my people and I have come down. I am come down to deliver them. I am come down to deliver them means that Moses I am partnering with you through you I will deliver them do you know that heaven depends on you to bring victory to men do you know how many cries are going on and you are the answer to their cry we will get there on Sunday do you know that there are many things in your house and in your bedroom they are someone's prayer when we do welfare Sunday prepare many things they are worthless to you, they are someone's prayer. The bicycle that Young Icho believed God for for over one year, bicycle, using all his faith when he started in Korea, in a poverty-stricken area, was a second-hand bicycle that belonged to one American mission that I just parked somewhere in the garage. He was praying for bicycle and the one he kept seeing was that one. He described it and God spoke to missionary one day he sent it. There are many things within your arena that is someone's prayer day and night. And they are there. This is why at the end of the day, the most important part of Christianity is yielding to the Holy Spirit to do with our lives, our time, and our resources what is God's will. That is when we are following God. That is when we, I'm always, I don't know how many times has happened that I will give something to somebody and they will break down into tears. That do you know I've been praying for this thing? And I will always say that, Lord, help me to be faster in responding to what you are saying. That do you know I've been praying for this? It has happened severally that I've been praying for this. One day I gave somebody a particular color of shirt and they said that I've been confessing and believing God for this particular color and he wore it and the exact size. This is when I go to Boutique to buy something, if I mistakenly buy something that doesn't size me, I don't return it. It's not mine. I'll just take it home and know that it's for somebody. But there are no mistakes in God. Because I remember that I told the farmers in those that when you have vests, you must leave some things behind. For the poor to come in don't spend all by this shall all men know that you are my disciple. if you love one another that's what i want to start on sunday when we nigeria do world really get to know that christians truly love one another right now it's not so it's not so do you think about the person that sits beside you on sunday do you think about this people to reach on sunday people to touch people to talk to sometimes you do have things to give but your words yeah it's a terrible thing lagos is doing to us that we are so concerned about ourselves as you are coming for service, you're already thinking about three things to do after service so you rush out and the spirit of god is saying that see that guy over there just greet him and say something nice so it will make his day rick warren did this one day in america was walking behind a man and hugged the man from behind as a pastor, that's pastor of the largest church in a Baptist church in America. And the man said, Wow. And the man looked by and said, Who is all He said, Pastor, uh, uh, you left 30,000 people to come and talk to me. And he began to cry. He said, My wife left me just on Friday. And I think he lost his job. He said, he sat down I sat on my man and said, Lord, I've lost everything in life. Just show me one sign that at least you still think about me. So that was what he sat there thinking. And the pastor left 29,000 people to come and hug the man. And when he saw it, he began to say, you know what? Even if she does not think have a now I know that that person over there thinks of me. How much is a hug? Free. We haven't seen a church in Nigeria. There's no church yet. All of us are just, there's no church yet. When a real church appears, there will be so much love. So much understanding and then uniqueness. People come on Sunday, somebody has done wonders Monday, Tuesday, where is And they sit quietly. But then all of us are happy and in love. We are might have challenges yet. We don't you can't destroy that kind of church. If God said they should not meet again in different houses, neighbors will start joining because love is contagious. People who really care for you and love you. And you are not selfish; that you soak all the love, but you give nothing out. It's where we are going. That is the glorious church that Jesus is waiting for, and it will lead us there. In Jesus' name, thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming to Christ is beyond joining the church; is beyond a religion you can go and rejoice about it. God bless you. You love it. bless